All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finding the L in Love podcast. If you're here, still haven't found love yet, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm here today with some of our regulars. Evie, how are you? I'm okay. Okay, my shoulder hurts, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty cool. Well, good. Good to hear. And also here with Deontay Hufflepuff. How you doing? I'm okay. Uh, under the weather for the fall. But I'm gonna soldier it out here. So you better because I mean winter solstice is coming soon. So it is. Yeah. And then finally, I'm very excited for my next guest. She has been in Facebook jail probably more times than <laughs> anyone can count. Trying to take down the Facebook patriarchy. Um, she has also been released on good behavior. She might have got a degree while in there. A couple different things. Very proud of her. Um, so we're gonna say hello to Becky. How are you today? Good, good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you and Evie and Deontay Hufflepuff. Well, that's great. Yeah, we've been friends for quite some time. Yes. I've always felt like Becky is a little intimidating, but, you know, <laughs> she will go to bat for anyone. Very loyal person in general. Um, you know, we kind of work sometimes in pairs. Like, if I have to Photoshop a burrito into someone's <laughs> mouth to troll them. She's the one posting it because yeah. I'm too scared to do so. That's so yeah. Okay. So yeah, you know, your work is important too. Thank you. I really do try. I mean, that's why I took high school yearbook and look mm -hmm. at where we're, we're now with Snapchat filters. Um, so to get us started, why don't you tell me a little bit about your current dating life? Cool. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um... So I'm in my like late 30s and I think anyone who you would talk to who's in that age range who is um, dating would tell you it's a ball of shit. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many things that come into play when you're in a later stage of your life um, that you don't think necessarily would, would matter when you're you know in your 20s or your early 30s. Um, currently I'm seeing someone I have been seeing this person for almost a year now. Um, it's been kind of bumpy, um, but we, you know, we care about each other. We respect each other. Um, so at the end of the day, I think that's, you know, one of the things that makes a good foundation. So we're just kind of seeing where it goes. And, you know, that's it. That's And that, and that works for me. Yeah. Did you find yourself, like, there were a lot of different factors you said, like, just in general. I feel like I'm about to turn 30, and so... I feel like a lot of that is starting to happen for me. Yes. Like you just change one age range on Hinge and it's like, oof, <laughs> the fish pictures are gone, but then there's some other factors you need to consider. And so how do you think dating changes then versus your early 30s to your late 30s? Um, well, it goes along with what stage you're in in your life as well. Uh, typically, you'll find people who have already been married later in this stage in my life and mm -hmm. they've been divorced or maybe they weren't married, but they were in a really long-term relationship that didn't end up working out. Um, in my case, I was married legally for 16 years. And wow. so I had come across people even when I wasn't um, with the person that I was married with. We had been separated for a long time, just hadn't gone through the the legal part of getting divorced. Um, I had come across a couple of um, people who weren't comfortable dating me being that I was technically still married, which I understood, you know, mm -hmm. I can't begrudge somebody that, but it, it all goes back into where you are in your, your stage of life. You know, I'm very independent. I have my own house. Um, I pay my own bills. <laughs> little boozy song on the track. Yes. Yes. Right. So sometimes you find men who are intimidated by that. 
they want someone who's going to be a little bit more dependent on them and that's that's a whole other podcast um mm-hmm. but for real <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I've I found generally on dating older stage in life. It's like I'm I'm set in my ways and I have a an environment of peace that I worked very hard to make for myself. So it takes a lot for me to want to risk that peace for someone else. You know, that's probably the same on someone else's end too. You know, you feel like, well, I've already gone this long being single or or not being with somebody what's the rest of my life you know I I think more and more we're finding people who are content to be alone so yeah you know and that's a really good point and that's something I've been thinking about is just like you are the one that has to wake up with yourself for the rest of your life like that's that's it it's you and so if you're not content in that what are you projecting onto other people it's one of those things that I think is cool about dating in your 30s to you know something like that because you feel more confident anyways like people stop giving a shit is what you hear yes Hufflepuff and Evie, how do you feel about some of the stuff that she said? I know you guys really haven't been necessarily on the dating scene in your mid to late 30s, but would love to hear what you had to say about. I think she's explained a lot really well. Yeah, I mean, when you get into your, I think whether you're in a relationship or not, uh, a lot of what Becky said is true. I know that personally, I've been in a relationship for a long time, uh, over 10 years, and if I were to be single tomorrow, what I would be looking for would be totally different than what I would have been looking for before I had gotten gotten into my current relationship. And I'm in my mid thirties. So, uh, I mean, as you get older, you, you, you work hard, you, you acquire certain things, you, you find your routines that you like, and it's very hard to break those routines. So it it takes a special person, Mm -hmm. right. To, to make you want to break those routines or change things. And, and, uh, and yeah, I agree. For me, I think uh, I agree with what Hufflepuff said. I think when I when I was dating, I was trying to you know look for someone that checked all the boxes, and I don't think that that is like I've come to realize that that's not necessarily possible in a lot of ways. That's why you know friends and uh, friends and family supplementing what your partner gives you um, is really important. Like, you can't rely on your partner for all things, and so, because they're only one person, right? And so I think, yeah, if I were to be single again tomorrow, I'm not so sure. I don't know that I would rush back, because I've also been in a relationship for a long time, right? And I don't think I would rush back into a relationship, because I don't know myself well enough as a single person at this age to be able to, like, identify exactly what I would be looking for so I think I would just you know if someone wanted to to go out with me great if they didn't that's cool too okay I like uh, that really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, my advice would be don't be single <laughs> god yeah, damn it guys you guys are have you know if you've been in a relationship for that long of a time it, it's um it's funny because there was like all these um, memes with Stephen Curry's parents getting divorced and people like begging his dad not to leave his mom. Like, you don't know what they're doing out here these days. <laughs> like, and when I read that, I was laughing so hard because I was like, 100%, this is so relatable. <laughs> My uh, on a related note, oh, um, God. I heard, I heard she cheated, and that's why. Yes. Cheated. Oh, wow. Yes. Allegedly. How old are they and how long have they been married for? Does anyone know? I, I think they're late 
late fifties. Definitely late fifties. Since the eighties. Yeah. So the late eighties. Wow. That is wild. So yeah. yeah. It's hard in these streets. I mean, yeah. I in a way I can relate, you know, I watched my mom go through it briefly. I but you know, that was before I mean, I guess that there were online dating profiles, but you know, she met someone quote unquote organically, if you will, like we're talking about produce for a damn dating website versus meeting someone at the grocery store. Um, right. (laughs) (laughs) Only catch me at the grocery store and meet up with me if like I'm lip syncing to little too little too late by Jojo. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like feeling my, you know, music video moment. But I think I've watched my mom kind of go through it. I can't imagine what it's like one learning technology and being that age on top of all of the other shenanigans. Like, so I guess Uh, I do have some advantages. sons and the the dad is on tv right uh, right so it's easier to meet people when you're on tv yes yeah for sure and and i would never recommend somebody like when i say don't be single i don't mean you know don't put up with you know a cheating partner don't put up with abuse that's not what i'm saying it was really just a joke yeah it's different out here especially when you're in a different stage of your life when you're in older stages of your life for sure yeah for sure. I mean, I don't think I would, like, I've worked too hard to develop the the life and relationship with with my partner. Um, I don't cute. know that I would want to go through the, the hard times again. Like, you know, like, you, don't. you go through those lean, <laughs> those lean years, those years yeah. where, you know, you're both struggling, struggling to get to know each other, struggling to make things work. And I don't want that. Like, or just I, the I, single I lean years. Get, mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Or just like the single lean years, you know? Uh, Sure, yeah. I mean, I think if I were single again today, I would just live by myself. <laughs> Some of us have been on that planet. <laughs> Did you say that planet? The plan. The plan. Oh, that plan, yeah. I mean, that's what, before I got with my current partner, I that was my, I mean, I didn't really... I didn't have serious relationships, uh, mm. mostly because most people irritate the bejesus out of me, and yeah. uh, it's like, I don't want people, like uh, Whoopi Goldberg says about marriage, I don't want someone in my house, right? Right. <laughs> Did she say that in Sister Act? <laughs> no? Okay. Yeah, I mean, that would make sense. So, let me ask you guys this, because I we're talking to some people who are, you know, in these different situationships. How long did it take for you guys to get to that point where you're like, okay, I put in a lot of work into this and it feels comfortable versus when do you know that you should give something a second try Mm. with someone? Like, let's say that someone came back from the past. What, what makes you know that something's dead on arrival versus, okay, I'm going to give it another shot. Cause I think both of you guys can somewhat speak to that experience. I think it depends on what kills it the first time, right? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Why did that person leave or why did that per like, why did you and that person have a break? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's going to determine whether that person exists in my universe going forward or not. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, yeah, I mean, if, yeah. Personally, I think it's the, along the lines of what Evie said, I think you have to look at the circumstances behind why you broke up. If you guys were going through a rough patch that was caused by something that was out of your control, right? So maybe somebody had a sick family member and they were really stressed out, or maybe somebody lost their job, or maybe any number of factors that could really affect someone's mental state. 
you kind of have to look at that and say, okay, what was this person going through and, and what kinds of problems were we having? Um, I think when you find someone that you can work with through the tough times, I think if you do break up, it's worth giving a sh- giving it a shot a second time as long as that person's not, like, has some fatal flaw, like they're addicted to drugs or they're a narcissist or, uh, I don't know, what's, what's some other fatal flaws? They drive a Dodge truck. <laughs> well, there's another sponsorship we lost. I was really yeah, looking yeah, forward yeah. to that one. I don't really want them as a sponsor anyway. I think that they want me to sponsor them, okay? It's, it's very much on brand for them. Yes. <laughs> I'm the one that keeps getting wrecked by Dodge trucks. <laughs> I mean, did you come from a space of, you've given second chances. Yeah, when when they weren't deserved. Okay, yes, yeah. So what made them not deserving? It's a lot like what Evie and um, Devante Hufflepuff were saying. Um, You really have to be able to look at the situation objectively Mm -hmm. and keep, and and it's hard because it's hard to keep your feelings out of that. Uh Uh-huh. And, but say like, okay, honestly, would this work with this person? I've given, you know, second chances. Again, I was married for a long time. And that this this person was probably my kryptonite. And had given multiple chances this person. They never deserved it. And the reason they didn't deserve it was because they were all these things that they were just talking about. They were someone who was narcissistic, someone who was manipulative. Um, but that's part of the reason why it took me so long to break away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that those things only come in retrospect anyway. So it's easy to sit up here and say, yeah, you really have to think about, um, you know, logically if this would work or what's the reason you guys broke up. Uh, and unfortunately, I just think at the end of the day, people want to soothe themselves, especially when they're hurting emotionally. And so if that person being back in your life for you, whether it's good or bad, um, soothe that emotional part, then you're more than likely to give them another chance, even when you shouldn't. So again, it took me a long time to get to the point where the stage that I'm of life that I'm in now, I very much value my peace. So again, you know, I'm going to take it back to that. And so if someone wants a second chance with me, I'm, I'm real quick to cut people off. You know, you could tie your shoes wrong and I'm like, you know what? I don't, I didn't like the way you tied your shoes. <laughs> and, and it can, you know, you can swing too far on one side of the pendulum as well. Uh, the person that I am engaged in a relationship with now was kind of like a second chance type of thing. And when we looked at it, not just me, but this person as well, um, when we looked at it, it really was, there were some things that were miscommunicated and in the heat of the moment, it ramps up. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you, you make a mountain out of a molehill. You know, we just decided, okay, you know, let's, first of all, let's get to the root of this. Why did this happen? And can we keep that from happening going forward? And I think we both agreed that, yes, we could. So that's what led us to, you know, kind of coming back together. Yeah. Were there boundaries involved in that then? Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you yeah. have to, you have to have boundaries, mm-hmm. um, and so you have to also make it very clear to your partner what your boundaries are, and if there's an initial miscommunication over that, then that sets you up for problems down the road. Yeah, that's very true. And the, all 
along the lines of what Becky said, if you're going to give someone a second chance, I think it's important to not do it immediately, just mm-hmm. so you can clear your head. Oh yeah, you probably yes. need probably need to step away for a little while. Mm-hmm. And to quote DMX from <laughs> uh, the song he did with Aaliyah, uh, "Back in One Piece," if you love something, let it go. If it comes back, it's yours. If it doesn't, you'll never know. So, <laughs> I um, yeah. I personally I, like "Circles" by Omarion. If you love something, let it go. If it comes back, then it's how you know. I got to the stoplight. Then I made four rights. <laughs> now I'm in a circle and you're back in my life. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is some lyricism uh, right there. Yeah. I'm expert lyricism. And the, the words, the phrase stoplight is offensive to me. I mean, <laughs> that should be your next, that should be your fifth job. Yeah. It's just, you know, that's, that's helping. My first job. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying your fifth job should be helping aspiring rappers just. Make sir, sure that the sir, lyrics sir. to songs are correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sir, yeah, you, you need to take a break and you need to step away from the situation, clear your head, mm-hmm. and yes. really think about it and really disengage from that person. Yes. Uh, and yeah. I know sometimes when you break up, it's hard to it's hard to think about anything but that person. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So you kind of need to step away and get some new hobbies or I don't know, do something until yeah. you, your mind's free of that person and then give it a second thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want to rush back in. You you never want to rush back in. I was asking the question slightly for personal reasons, but mainly because our topic today is going to be a little bit about gaslighting. And so I appreciated when Becky was talking about, you know, these things were going on, manipulation, different things like that. I know that it's been a term that's really, I feel like, blown up within the past year tremendously. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I think it's awesome because, you know, as more of us spend more time online, you know, we are going to hear more stories and more situations that make us either uncomfortable or things that make us really realize what's going on in our relationships with others. So I was just kind of trying to see, you know, what each of you guys thought gaslighting was. I had a nice discussion with my therapist this week and she was like, well, what you're describing right now, Elle, is not gaslighting. This is what gaslighting is. And so I can't really say personally within recent memory if I've been gaslighted. I know in some of my earlier relationships, 100%, like I wasn't with her. Oh, okay. Well, you're tagged in Facebook on this. Like, right. nice. Like right. you're you're manipulating an actual real situation with concrete proof, for example. So I know that's just one way to talk about gaslighting. What are some other things that come to mind when you guys think about gaslighting? So real, before that, I'm curious what uh, what was your therapist example or definition of gaslighting? Um. You know, I can't even really, to be honest with you, when we started the conversation, it wasn't necessarily relationship-based. I was not using particular examples of any situation that I've been in, but just talking about friendship and things like that and watching some other people go through things. And I think that she said something along the lines of, you know, gaslighting is when someone makes it known to you or wants you to believe that your feelings are not valid. So in the moment, oh, well, you didn't feel this way or, oh, it didn't happen like this, like that type of trajectory. And so we had just kind of an interesting conversation about that. Before you guys came on, I did talk to Hufflepuff and, you know, that is one definition, if you would, of gaslighting, as well as what I said, like, you know, taking concrete evidence and being like, well, no, that didn't happen. So that's kind of the majority of what we talked about as far as a definition. I always think of it as... But I also think of it as anytime someone intentionally changes the emotional temperature to get some sort of response out of someone, 
Uh, so it's it's it essentially being emotionally manipulative. Manipulative. Yeah. Is is what gaslighting is. So if someone does something to make you angry, so that you'll give us a specific response or that uh, they know that you'll make you angry so that they know that you'll agree to something or something like that. That's what gaslighting is to me. But I, I also agree that it's anytime someone says, well, you're, you're just being crazy right now when you're clearly not being crazy. You're just upset. That's that's also gaslighting because they're, they're not recognizing that, or I guess they do recognize, but they're trying to minimize the emotions that you're having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's they're like someone making you question your own reality and your own perception. Yes. Like, it doesn't 100%. matter what situation you're in. If they're, it, you know, if you know that they did something that was shitty and made you feel a certain way and they go, no, no, I didn't, you know, like, no, you know, stuff like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's some, you know, a small form of gaslighting. Obviously, it can get bigger, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything to add? No, I think that they summed it up uh, pretty well. I know, like, the definition of gaslighting is um, attempting to change someone's reality. So mm-hmm. what you were saying about, you know, we have a picture and we were at this place together and someone's like, that never happened, okay. obviously, or what Evie was just saying. Um, but I think that it takes on different forms. So with what Hufflepuff was saying, I think there's a lot of different things that um, could fall under the umbrella category of gaslighting. That's where it gets a little... A little blurry. Yeah. So let's go ahead and take a quiz, y'all. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah, so the best results are your first instinct for the answer. Just an FYI, guys, you know. Gotta love BuzzFeed and other places. So does this person tell lies and exaggerate stories you know are not true? We kind of discussed that. Yeah. Big yes. That would be something that's gaslighting. Do you often get confused <laughs> around this person? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That, that should be you honestly in my life in my 35 years of existence the one thing that i can always lean back on when something's not right is when i'm really confused right at yes. someone's reaction like if, if something happens and somebody's reaction is way out of whack with what happened i'm like something's not right here mm-hmm. or if i if i have an interaction with someone and i just walk away confused then something's usually not right. So that should be your first, especially if you're, if you go into it calm mm-hmm. and you, you know, you're in, you're in a good headspace. It's like, wait, 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 what? Um, so th- that should be your, one of your, your top indicators that you're, you might be getting gaslighted. Yeah. I had a situation before where, you know, a lot of the relationship between me and this other person was very much based on their well being, very much based on what they were going through at the time. There wasn't really much about me in the picture. And so At the same time, I didn't necessarily want to burden this person with my issues on top of everything that they were going through in their situation. And so when I finally did, you know, tell them how I was feeling, it became, well, you always lash out when you're angry and this is what you're doing. And it's like, that's not true. Like that's, I understand that there's been times that we've argued because, you know, that's kind of a give and take of any relationship, a friendship, what have you. But that really hurt me because I felt like I was trying to very clearly explain how where I was coming from and then just to be met with, well, I'm sorry, but this is you lashing out. Anybody that's worth a damn is going to, uh, it's not going to react that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you're, when you're just helping them through their situation or whatever and right. you're just giving and giving and giving and they're not giving anything. And, I mean, yeah, and also yeah. like how exhausting is that to 
continue to give to someone and not feel like you have any type of um, emotional support. That's 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 terrorism as far as I'm concerned (laughs) domestic yeah and in the meantime it's like I don't I feel like it was just hurtful because obviously I do have baggage like every other human on this earth we all have trauma you know and so that's one of the things like I don't necessarily talk to other people like that I have my own traumas yes but I don't I don't go like that if someone came at me like that it would be more like let's assess the situation and so I was really hurt by that especially yes when we had spent that time working through your problems it's like did you just magically forget that yeah and yeah, so, yeah. It just hurt. Anyway, do they have a strong personality that likes to dominate conversation? You know, I I have a, a tough time with this one because I think someone can definitely have a strong personality without dominating conversation. But sometimes people do both. You know. No, honestly, I don't think when someone has a strong personality and they have to dominate, I don't think that's a necessary condition I would for, agree with that. for being a gaslighter. I think it you find that quality in a lot of people that like to gaslight. Yeah. But I think Mm -hmm. some people are just wired that way where Mm -hmm. if they're not dominating the conversation, the conversation just isn't interesting to them. Um, And so some people are just wired that way. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's kind of weird to say, though. If if I'm not dominating the conversation, then I have no interest in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. I mean, mean, you guys know me. I'm definitely not that person. No, Um, no. Sure. Just, uh, for whatever reason, that's how it works out for them. Only child syndrome, middle child syndrome, you know, <laughs> the list goes on. Um, speaking from an only child. If you have conflict with them, do they always make you feel bad? Bleep, bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take answers on this. No, no questions at this time. It's almost sure. like we just talked about this. <laughs> sure, sure. Do they ever compliment you, then put you down shortly after? Mm. I think that's one of the sneakiest signs of gaslighting. It is, yeah. Yeah, because you, you like us as as humans that want to be loved and accepted, we're going to go back to what? We're going to go back to the compliment, right? Yeah. And so that's that's really an interesting one. Well, what to about, me. oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you down first and then compliment you. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. so, like, I don't mean to laugh, things. but. Sometimes... <laughs> When you're with a person, you have to tell them like stuff, right? And it's like, look, we gotta, we gotta X, Y, Z, you know, like that's, we gotta get this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think to me, uh, I would rather you just tell me instead of like giving me a compliment first, because it doesn't make it feel better when you give a compliment first, right? Or after, if you tell me the bad and then give me a compliment after, it's like you're just trying to make me feel better. Like I feel more respected if you just tell me what you need to tell me. So I guess some people, I guess along the lines of my, my prior, my last comment, I think some people think that if you say something positive and then say something negative, it makes it, it doesn't feel as bad. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to, I guess they're trying to do what needs to be done, but. Yeah, I think that that can come with good intentions depending on the situation, but also I think they can be in reverse. It doesn't really matter where they're saying right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Like I said, I'd rather you just tell me what you need to tell me without the compliment, if, especially if it's a bad thing. I would prefer that someone pet me as they tell me. I, you know, I, I wanted to say that, but I was like, I, maybe I shouldn't. But I'm definitely like, yeah, you guys know me, so I tend to be more blunt. No way. And, but, and with, with friends, I think that we all are very blunt with each other. Um, but in a romantic relationship, um, and I just had this conversation not too long ago with, you know, the person that I am seeing. 
And, you know, he, he straight out asked me, like, well, how would, if, if I do have a problem with something, how would you prefer that I go about it? Because he does, um, he does kind of use kid gloves with me, I guess I'll say. So I told him, like, I really respect that you're so concerned about my feelings that you're considerate of them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I want you to be able to get off your chest what you need to get off your chest. So... However you're doing it now, this is how I prefer. But if it's just too much effort to do that, then just tell me what it is you need to tell me. Like, I do appreciate that you're taking in my feelings to um, consideration, but I don't also want to make someone feel um, responsible then, too. Like, you have yeah. to, that person has to know that they can be honest with you. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, but there's a way to be honest with while considering the words that you use and your tone of voice. I right? agree. This yeah. Is true. Yeah. 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 Especially and if it's if it's coming from a place of need, or I just want this to be better, or I yeah. I want to fix this. I really genuinely want to fix the situation. My personal belief is that it'll come out in the way that it needs to come out. If there's something else behind it, like if you're you're talking about X but you're really mad about why then yes. it's, gonna, it's probably going to come out shitty. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also agree. And that's that's part of the give and take and what you guys had talked about before. Like, you know, working with someone in a relationship means that you eventually realize what makes that person comfortable, but also how you get your point across. And so I think that that all relates back to depending on how long someone's dating or whatever. Are you confused when they ask you something sometimes? I feel like that, you know, sometimes that can just be a matter of being a poor communicator. But I yeah. would like to think if I was in a relationship with someone that they would want to be better at communicating my style and vice versa. Yes. I, I kind of wish this quiz was better at communicating because that's a real thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, it like, is. Not, like that question is not a good question. But Some of these are not good at all. Um, I'm just saying. So that's why it's giving us some springboard, if you will. Are they hypocritical, comma, more than others? Like, hypocritical of what? Of themselves? Sometimes you'll find that, but also mainly of other people, I guess. I Uh, hypocrisy? Yeah. I feel like it's something that you run into when you're younger, like in your early 20s. And I think once you get older, you should start seeing less of it. Mm -hmm. And if you do see it, it means that this person hasn't, like, developed mentally. <laughs> right right because nobody wants to be a hypocrite right right, right. um right. and so if you like if you're going around telling people not to do stuff and then turning right around and doing it there's something's not right yeah, yeah. i agree with especially that. if you're like over 30 yeah that i mean i think that's a huge red flag and we need to we need to have becky back on for red flags because <laughs> i feel like I feel like she knows a lot of them. Do they accuse you of things they actually do themselves? Okay. So kind of going back to my feelings conversation. That's definitely projection. Yeah, yeah. it's 100% projection. And I mean, I, I'm not sure how many of us have situations like that with work or with, you know, their own relationships, but it's something that's stayed that's, on my mind. That's uh, that's also hypocrisy. Like, my yes. definition. That's, mm -hmm. like, I'm mad at you for doing something that I myself do. Like, mm, no, mm -hmm. that's usually that goes back to that makes me think of like the the I'm mad at you for being gay because I have maybe same sex attraction feelings and I don't know how to process it. Mm -hmm. That's what that makes me think of, right? Yeah, yeah. or so or I don't yeah. I, I don't like you talking to other guys 
because I secretly am talking to other girls mm-hmm. or something like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, man. I think to take this um, kind of an, another route too, just to give another example, I think that you also find that in people who are like fat phobic. Mm. Like, I don't like you because you're fat and you're happy living your life. And I feel like I need to be thin and go to the gym to work out. And so because you're not doing those things, you shouldn't be allowed to be happy. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. And, you know, that leads into, like, people literally on the Internet doing that. Yeah. So yes. I feel like maybe that's the easiest form is that people can gaslight people when they're not in relationships with them. It's so much easier just to do it, like... Just on TikTok or whatever yeah. in a comment. Do they ever tell people you are crazy? <laughs> <laughs> they say I'm crazy. You know, out of respect to um, to anyone who identifies as male, uh, so I don't want to say anything that, that, that would, you know, set anybody off, but I feel like anyone who identifies as a female gets that more across the board Bleepity than bleep. anyone who... Uh, who is male presenting or identifies that way. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and I mean, that's just, that's the truth. I feel like that's such an easy thing to just, it's just like use the as default. a weapon. Yes, yeah. it's the default setting. Well, you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, bitch, I might be. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but also, I think people, people kind of rely on that, and not just female identifying or, or femme identifying people, but... But even like male identifying people, they they were like, like they use that. Oh, well, people just call me crazy. But no, you were actually acting crazy. Like that was not a sound, mature decision. You know what I mean? Like I'm not about calling people crazy because that's like problematic in and of itself. It is. Sure. But also, yeah. I think I think people a lot of I hear a lot of people say things like. Uh, well, they they just called me crazy because I'm a woman, and it's like no, they called you crazy because you, you broke up with them and you set their their car on fire or something. Right, you know right, what I, mean? Right. I mean, that's an extreme example. Obviously. Uh, okay, yeah. Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I that's a super but extreme that. example. I th- I think this would be a good topic for another podcast because I'm already <laughs> ready to fight both of you. <laughs> Like, sure. no, Steve, mm-hmm. they're calling you crazy because you were, like, in the bushes. Yeah. Out, <laughs> yeah, you were hiding in the bushes, staking out her apartment. Yeah. Not, not because you want her back. Like Again, very specific experiences that you're talking about, Abby. So, yeah. I guess we should just move on to let's, the next question. Let's do a new podcast called Finding the Sea and Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We could in- interpret songs. Yeah. Like, I bust the windows at Chicago. Exactly. Um, when they make decisions, is there ever compromise? Mm, that's an interesting one. I don't know. Sarah Moore, whoever created this quiz, I don't know how old she actually is, but... She's not, if she's not over 30, I don't want to hear from her. Well, and I think what the question is saying is, like, if someone won't compromise with you, then it's falling under this category of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Do they ever say that they were wrong? So if you're saying, like, they never admit that they're wrong, yeah. then that's a form of yeah. gaslighting. Okay. okay. I guess. I mean, according to Sarah Moore, with no profile <laughs> picture, but... <laughs> I, you know, I do think that when there is some sort of argument, like, that is maybe the give and take of the resolution. 
is just trying to figure that out instead of just going back into that cycle because maybe that means that you're going to be put down instead of an actual, well, actually, I could have approached it from this this side. Do- also, if like if you're in a if you're on two sides of the argument, right, and they're always right, then that is distorting your reality, making making you think you're always wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this quiz what is confusing me. Like <laughs> We're being gaslit by I Sarah mean, Moore. <laughs> like a, a crazy broken clock is right twice a day, right? Yeah, so. yes. Oh yeah. man, and I'm being gaslit by my classroom. <laughs> okay, anyway, <laughs> do they blame others for not liking them? Hmm. Yes, I oh, like yes. that one. Yeah, because it's never a it's never a you problem; it's a yeah. them problem, yeah. or what what they did to you in the past, or whatever it may be. And I think that ties into, um, I think not being able to be held accountable. Um, is a big indicator of whether or not someone's going to gaslight you. Um, And that 100% ties into not ever taking accountability. Another word that I feel like is thrown around a lot lately, but is this person a narcissist? Yeah. I think that those sometimes go hand in hand. Trendy. Trendy. (laughs) Very on trend. (laughs) You got 17 out of 20, right? Gaslighting happening. It is happening. Thank you for warning me, Sarah Moore. Oh, man. I don't mean to laugh so hard. Like, please know, like, if these are things that you are experiencing, you know, um, what would you guys suggest for someone who is maybe going through being gaslit in a relationship? That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I I think anybody would say that. But again, um, when you're inside the situation, and you can apply this to anything, um, take your pick. But when you're inside the situation and there's feelings involved, it's, it's not... You know, it's just um, as easy to say as it is to do. Mm-hmm. So um, you might, it depends on the person. And you might have to say, hey, instead of saying, you know, well, you're being gaslit, leave this person. Mm-hmm. It might be helpful for you to say, do you ever feel like they won't compromise with you? Yeah. And then that kind of puts a seed in that person's mind. And then they're like, we, we don't ever compromise. It's always me. Um, doing what they want to do and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. And then that might feed into other things. Um, so it just kind of depends on where that person is um, when you have that conversation, I guess. Yeah, and I would add, just because I have a friend of a friend of a certain time, let's call her Sarah Moore, and, um, <laughs> and she, you know, is is in a situation or was in a situation, should I say, where I I worried about her well-being for a time when she was talking about leaving this person. And so my best advice is if you are feeling like it is a dangerous form of verbal, mental, physical abuse, um, absolutely make sure that you are you are roping other people in, a trusted professional, you know, whoever you feel like you can talk to to develop a plan yeah. to leave that person because sometimes, you know, it's just so easy to just say, leave them. Okay. Right. Well, right. you know, and, and then taking into account a lot of the times that those people are still thinking about their feelings. And so when you couple that all together, it can make a hot mess. I think when you're with someone and they're doing all of these things to you, you're not thinking rationally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're in your feelings and you 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 you're not you don't have your best interest at heart, and the other person may not have your best interest at heart. Um, so take my my parents for example. My dad makes bad decisions a lot, <laughs> and so <laughs> when they were winding down and w- 
headed towards divorce, my mom just kind of stopped doing what he wanted to do because yeah. he makes bad decisions consistently, right? And so I, I think in my life uh, and in my experience w- with their relationship, uh, her mood changed, her outlook changed, uh, our lives changed, and she was able to get a lot more done when she my, finally made the decision to just say, okay, I'm leaving him, um, we're done. And I feel like she was able to think a lot clearly and the mood around our house changed a whole lot. Um, so like, I understand like it's hard and you know, you're, you're with someone for a reason, but you gotta, like, like I said earlier, sometimes you just gotta step away. It's not permanent. You might end up back with the person, but you gotta step away mm-hmm. um, to get your mind right and to be able to think clearly. I mean, that's a what Omarion former, said. <laughs> and, and yeah. A, a former supervisor that. of mine said um, health all health is relative to the individual and that individual if they are choosing to uh, be in a relationship with another individual then they both have to decide um, what they will put up with accept um, and then they have to be the ones to decide is this healthy or not like for example my partner and I we bicker all the time but no. It's never, <laughs> yeah. it's never uh, malicious. Right, yeah. Um, and that comes across, it's... sorry, with the people that, that know you. Like, I would never call what you had to say something that would really hurt the other person. And I know that people are different in, when they're in a group versus when they're one-on-one, but I think it's a very healthy yeah. form of banter, whereas some of my other people I know, it's scary. Yeah. Well, right, and and I think people get that. Uh, most people get that because if you notice, the friend group will egg us on <laughs> to try and get us to start bickering because I think it's so fucking funny. Friend group? Um, who? Becky? <laughs> no, no. I know. I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I don't like it when my parents argue. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to play family portrait by paying. We just we're here to have a good time. I think that this has been very insightful. I definitely know that even when I've been on the dating apps and had conversations with people that have taken a wrong turn because, you know, I asked them not to ask for my Snapchat or something like that, you know, it can even happen to you when you're in the earliest stages of trying to build something. So any final advice for our listeners on the dating realm, on finding that person in your 30s, on gaslighting in general? Don't do it. Don't be, don't be a gaslighter. <laughs> don't date. Oh no, wait. Don't be. It's, it's not cute. Yeah. Uh, if if you have a friend that's doing it, call them out. Yes, yes. We need people to to do. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, and if you're the person, if if you don't know anyone who's doing it, then you're probably doing it. <laughs> wow, it's Uh-oh. bleak in these streets, man. Yeah. Um, going going if you're the per- if you find yourself disagreeing with everybody when they call you out on your behavior uh, that might be a good sign that you may might not be a gaslighter but you could easily fall into that trap so just yeah. be self-aware yeah <laughs> yeah my thing that i just think about is you know regardless of the situation and, and trying to move on from it you know if you're wondering are they going to come back how am i going to react like they're the one that has to worry about it. They're the one that has to worry about the way that you have tried to do certain things when addressing the gaslighting 
when addressing wanting to leave, you know, they are the ones that have to take care of it. And I think that that's what's a true indicator of whether or not you want to be with that person in the future anyway. Yeah. I would just say that, again, you have to, you have to know yourself um, first and foremost. And you have to, again, um, be willing to take a, a good look at what you want in a relationship and what you're, you know, what you're willing to say, okay, I'll go through this journey with you and what you're willing to say, I will not do this with you. And unfortunately, I think that only comes with time. So, you know, if you're younger, you're not going to have as much perspective as someone who is in their 30s or, you know, whatever stage of life they're in, you're not going to have the background that you need to look out for those things. Um, So I hate, you know, I hate to be like, you know, sometimes you got to learn the hard way. Um, but unfortunately I think that's the case. Um, so I, you know, my hope is that whoever's, whoever's on the dating scene, if this is happening to you, that you're strong enough to recognize it and to say, okay, I'm not going to do this with this. This is not a journey that I want to be a part of. That's really well yeah. put. I, I have two really quick things. First one is if you're going into anything, any type of romantic, um, interaction with the goal of being in a relationship, yeah, that might be an indicator that you're not ready for a relationship. Wait, it, say that uh, again, but slower. <laughs> so, so if you are getting into any type of romantic interaction with a, with another person with the with the express goal of being in a relationship, then you might want to take a step back and look at your priorities. Um, that's not it, from my perspective, and from what I've seen from other people. That's not that's not how relationships are built. Um, you find a person that you jive with and then a relationship grows from that interaction. But if a relationship is part of the, the initial goal, then in almost every single, I I can't think of an example of a time where it doesn't fail Mm -hmm. because, because you're not into that person. You're into the idea of being in a relationship and that's, Mm -hmm. and that's a driving force and that should not be, um, yeah, the, uh, (laughs) Don't go into it wanting to be in a relationship. Going in, oh, I remember practice makes perfect. You gotta yes. date. You gotta go. Th- you gotta Yikes. wait through a bunch of turds yes. to find something worthy. And if you're avoiding doing the hard work, which is the like the dating or talking to people or getting to know people, then you're. It's gonna take longer. It's gonna hurt more. Yes. Um, you're not gonna be good at it because you haven't had the practice. Right. And you're not going to know yourself. Yeah. It's worse off in the long run. uh, It'll be worse off for any relationship that you're in. Um, If you don't find out what you like, what you don't like, you find out things that that you might not like about yourself. Yeah. uh, When you you get out there and date. So, yeah, I agree. You got to risk it for the biscuit. With with what Evie said, uh, marriage shouldn't be an end either. Marriage should be something that uh, a point that you really that you reach in your relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you're getting into a relationship with the goal of getting married, then it's it's not going to last. Right? You might get married, but it's not going to last. Wow. So basically, so can I can yeah. I stir the pot a little bit? So then, what? How do you guys feel about you know dating apps now? One of the big things that they do have, like along with, do you drink? Do you? You know, what are your political views? Just on a basic, like, scale, they have you do that before you even match with a person. Um, what about people who say, this is what I want? I want a relationship. I want something serious. How do you guys feel about them asking that on the apps? Or am I misunderstanding I think, a bit? 
I think the way that it's worded uh, from uh, in a lot of ways is problematic. So you, if you are open to a relationship, um, then that's different than wanting a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Wanting makes it sound like you're in this to find a relationship. That's, yeah. And that's, in my opinion, that's not okay mm-hmm. because that's not a good foundation to build a relationship off of because you could, in essence, what you're saying is I want a relationship and as long as you fit enough of the criteria, I could fit any number of Joe Schmo in that significant other category mm-hmm. because all you're worried or what you're looking for most is a relationship now especially you're saying, you don't even yeah when you don't even go ahead no person right right yeah. right no i think i think it's so, good for the basis of okay so the people who use you know the dating app apps as like a hookup thing right just so that way it's out there in the open and yeah. i do think most of the ones do either say a relationship or um what was the one that you had said? Open to a relationship. Like, I think you can choose. So maybe that's the better way to go is just say open to a relationship and see who that attracts. I, I think uh, I'm a big, like, I'm very pedantic and, I, and words mean, uh, like, they matter to me, right? The words that you choose mm-hmm. and phrases have, have like, feelings that go along with them. Um, and if someone was like, I'm looking for a relationship, that would be a big red flag for me. Mm-hmm. If they were open to dating and open to a relationship or something like that. It means they're a little bit more flexible. They're willing to get to know a person to find out, you know, if this would work. But, you know, every time, every time Hufflepuff tells me that one of his friends says, oh, I'm, I'm looking for a man to marry or something, I'm like, oh, well, that's going to fail. And it mm-hmm. does. It has every single time. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's crazy. That's Whether giving me some deep thoughts. Female, yeah. male, non-binary, it doesn't matter. If that's where you're coming from, that's right. that's that's crazy right right marriage should be something that you decide you want to do with a person after you've like been with them for a while it shouldn't be something like like you just think about it right like it, it takes two <laughs> i mean right? i i agree but i also disagree can i get time. a part two <laughs> yeah. sorry, sorry. i'm just yeah. saying like you're you're trying to do something where where it has literally nothing to do with the other person mm-hmm. you're just like i just want to get married basically it's like uh, Okay, like, what does that have to do with the guy? Red flag also if someone's like, I want a baby. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not asking for specific reasons. I'm just curious because, you know, as people approach 30 and we've been told as a society, you know, your time's running out before geriatric, geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm getting... Jackson did it. Anybody can do it. You know what? Janet Jackson is in terrific shape. I have no doubt. But She's okay. also rich, too. Right, yeah. right. So, well, on that lovely note, let's end with something a little lighter. Um, would you date Pete Davidson? <laughs> I would. Hell yes. I would as well. No questions asked. Like, I think he's a funny guy. I don't think he's at his prime right now um, with... Well, obviously, who he's dating, absolutely, but... Um, no, don't say that. Well, you know, Take like, that out it, of here. Okay, but you, like, you are not at your prime just because you're dating someone literally everyone has slept with. <laughs> Dang. That is not your prime. Kim Kardashian. I mean, he's... I mean, in his prime, if you will, with the social media aspect of it. No, I, I get what you're saying. I, yeah. I would change my religion for Pete Davidson. <laughs> Put that on the record. But I, I don't like the blonde hair. I think, you know, back when he did his Netflix comedy special, he was most attractive to me. Um, just to see him be just, I don't know, it seems like him, like a real person, pacing and things like that. I don't know why I find yeah. that sexy, but yeah. Yeah, so I... I know he's dating 
Kim Kardashian. <laughs> well, what if it was That's before? Okay. Wow. What about you, Hufflepuff? No. Oh, man. <laughs> the jury's out on this one, I guess. So this has been Finding the Ellen Love. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Um, please feel free to subscribe, rate once we're on Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review if you feel um, so triggered. We hope you have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was such a sad bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>